Hello, everybody. This is Hello. Danny Rorty and Alex Jung, and we are Roaring Rorty. Yeah, we're Rory Rorty and Jungle Jung. Jungle Jung, yep. On the job, ready to offer you suggestions on Midwestern Native Gardens, an illustrated guide by Charlotte Adelman and Bernard L. Schwartz. Nice. Yeah, so you, if you don't see this book or don't hear of it, it has a beautiful monarch butterfly on the front of it with a pinkish purple flower. Yeah, cone flower. Yep. So Purple cone flower. So look for that book. This is what we'll be talking about today and probably a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, so without further ado, here is Alex Zhang talking about the Midwestern Native, Native Garden. Garden. Okay, well, the Midwestern Native Garden has four chapters, spring, summer, fall, and winter. Now, we're in spring, we're in April, Yep. and this book has an interesting feature. There are two books in the series. There are Trees and Shrubs, which I don't have right now on me. I have it in my collection, I just don't have it with me on the show today. I did flowers because most people like to plant flowers in the spring and don't have space for a tree, or don't want a tree or bush, and I just think that flowers would be something more interesting that we could look into and maybe do another separate tree and shrub podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So, spring is about uh, new growth, new life, rebirth. Now, this book is interesting because the red plants in the book are invasive or alien plants, and the green plants are native. The green ones that are uploaded in green, like I'll give you an example. Japanese painted fern is non-native, whereas lady fern is native. So for green plants, the green lettered plants are good, whereas the red lettered plants are the ones you want to avoid. Correct. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite type of flower, Danny? Ooh. Uh, that... Would probably be native. Would probably be. Uh, ooh, let's see. Um, I would have to say. Well, I do like daisies. I like the one chrysant. Chrys, is it chrysanthemums? chrysanthemums? Those aren't native. I know those aren't native. I know chrysanthemums aren't. And then I also like uh, lilies. I like lilies, a lot of different lilies. lilies. Yeah, I like a lot of lilies. Um, and then I think the last one would probably, ooh, let's see here, would probably be like tulips or day or tulips or roses. Tulips or, aren't yeah. native. Um, roses are native with a wind. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, sorry. My um, wife called. So. <laughs> anyway, what's the first flower to come up in spring? That's something that a lot of people ask, and that's something that a lot of people want to know. Uh, I would have first? to say the first flowers to come up in spring are the skunk cabbage. Okay. Skunk cabbage comes up first, and followed by hypatica, then by path flower. And then after by past flower, then you get things like bloodroot and wood poppies and Solomon seals. And oh, cool. All those other plants. Nice. Bloodroot also comes up and it's really beautiful. It's like a white daisy, like flower, nice. like those lilies that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, this is wood poppy. We have that in our yard. It's yellow. Okay, cool. So wood poppy. And it has an invasive cousin, the Caroline poppy, that you want to stay away from. But that's just different. And they have the, I noticed the seed taught the narrow and the Caroline poppy versus the wood poppy. So yep. that's interesting. It is. Um, the columbine is another one that comes up around Memorial Day. It's really blooming and looking really good. Yeah, I do kind of like the columbine. Um, yeah, they're they're really beautiful flower. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've I my dad had a, some of the columbine. I think what kind were they? The the red and yellow. The red and yellow. Yeah, I'm pretty awesome. sure it was the red and yellow one. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, what's another plant that comes up that looks really cool? Uh, bloodroot. Here's bloodroot. Ooh, yeah, that's cute. I like that. Really pretty. And Golden Seal Twin Leaf. Those are another ones that come up early. Um, I'm just skimming through this book, trying to see which ones are which. Uh, Pacoon is another native that comes up early. Wild Lupine. Yep. Pollux. Um, Jack in the Pulpit, Skunk Cabbage, Pesky Flower. So there are lots of really interesting plants that come up in the spring. And I planted an entourage of native plants in our yard that look very, very spectacular and very, yep. very cool. Um, wild Geranium. I have a big clump of Wild Geranium that looks really cool. It says, geranium, nectar, and pollen attract small butterflies, skippers, and interesting and beneficial flies. In the meantime, the petals continue their honey call to the bees and the soul awaits. The life of the flower is usually two to three days. The first day they get pollen, the second day they get nectar, and the third day it dies. So, yeah. And then there's... Um, Hypatica, sharp-lobed and round-lobed yep. hypatica. Those are squirrel food in our yard, so the squirrels eat them all up. Okay. They come up very early spring. Like, they would be blooming right now. Yeah. They would come just like the past flower. And then irises also come up. They, we have baby irises, too, growing in our yard. Nice. Which is really nice. Nice, yeah. We have baby ones and... They're not the kind of iris you can just stick in a pot. You have to have them in the ground. I do I give you one. But yeah, exactly. The ones that grow better in the ground. Um, then there are ferns. You can have lady fern, cinnamon fern, royal fern, ostrich fern, interrupted fern, royal fern. And then Solomon seals are also really cool. Yep. Lily of the valley is non-native. A lot of people think it is. Now, there is false lily of the valley, which is native. But real lily of the valley is non-native. Got it. Um, so many flowers. As I've said in other podcasts, so many flowers are non-native, and you have to learn which ones are which. Correct, yeah. Because some of them are really bad weeds, like purple loose stripe. Yep. Purple loose stripe was planted, and now it's just everywhere. Solomon seal, well, it depends. Japanese Solomon seal is non-native. The Solomon seal, the smooth Solomon seal, 
giant Solomon seal, which I have. Smooth Solomon seal, which I have, is made of. Um, and there's milkweeds, of course. Those are good for butterflies, like monarch butterflies and queen butterflies. Mm -hmm. They queens are found further south. Monarchs are found here. Cool. And yeah. Then there's trilliums, like the prairie trillium and the great white trillium and the nodding trilliums. And then Blue Star, which we have at MSS, surprisingly, my day program. Yep. And then Wild Ginger. That's a native. Mm -hmm. Canadian Wild Ginger is native. Now I'm here at Summer, Chapter 2. It goes like this. There's a poem that goes through the Summer poem. There through the long, long summer hours the golden light doth lie, and thick young herbs and groups of flowers stand in their beauty by. The oriole doth build and tell his love tale close beside thy cell. The idle butterfly doth rest him there, and there are heard the housewife bee and hummingbird. Hmm. It's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, so Elizabeth M. Farmham wrote that in the summer of 1833. Ah, oh, wow. She's long probably down. long gone. <laughs> yep, long gone. But uh, there's Bride Feathers, which is interesting. And then there's American Burnett, Queen of the Prairie. Partridge Pea, these are all native. Um, Spikenard, I have Spikenard in our mm -hmm. Um, some asters we have, they're mostly ones that are volunteered. I haven't planted any asters. I do have pictures of a lot of his garden stuff. I'm going to see if I can put them on the, uh, uh I'm going to develop a webpage for our, our podcast and anything we usually will talk about, we will post on the uh, webpage. Yep. Uh, again, it's still in the progress of doing that. I'm going to use either Wix or, uh, uh, Square or something, whatever that other, WordPress, whatever. So anyway, I'll, I'll develop it here. It should be hopefully up and running by late summer. But yeah, anytime we have our podcast, we'll post a lot of the pictures from I, each I podcast in there. I can email you pictures. Of yeah, them. definitely. And so we'll be posting a lot of stuff from the podcast starting, you know, around late summer once the podcast website is up and running. It'll be more of a forum relay kind of thing so it'll be where you can kind of post your thoughts on what we talk about too yeah. it's not going to be really a website website more of just a forum website so when we post the pictures you can kind of uh you know see what we talk about on each of our podcasts so yeah. that is in the works i have uh, been thinking about it and i was going to talk to alex about that here in a little bit but yeah we're going to have somewhat of a website here soon yeah, that sounds like really good. And I was looking at American bellflower, unlike the creeping bellflower. Yep. Creeping bellflower is invasive. It says, introduce bluebells, naturalized or invasive in parts of the Midwest. Yep. Oh, creeping bellflower is a bad one. And lamb's ear is another one that's not made of. Now, um, this is what we have to get rid of, Danny. Yep. Gout weed. That's not fun. Yeah, nope. that's the guy we got. show you what that is. It says, impossible to contain, often used as space filler. Naturalized or invasive in parts of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, bug bean. We have bug bean in the yard. I planted some of that. I thought it was doll's eyes, but it turns out to be bug bean. Because the roots didn't fit. 
which is okay by me because bug bane's probably a little bit safer. It's not as dangerous mm -hmm. as Starfire. And then there's uh, Purple Perry Clover, which is really nice. And I love a bunch of them. Now, daylilies are non-native. A lot of people think that they're native, but they're mm -hmm. not. The native lilies are the tiger lilies, the um, the prairie lily, the wood lily, the Michigan lily. Those are the native lilies. And this is an orange butterfly milkweed, like butterfly weed. This is like a very good alternative to native lilies. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty. Yeah. yeah it is. Blazing star. That's awesome. Mm. Black-Eyed Susan, everyone knows about those. Yeah. Oh, and also, we will also have a Facebook page. So uh, we would have a Facebook page as well. So if okay. you don't want to go to the web page, uh, in the meantime, I will devise a Facebook page for the Nature Weird, and you can uh, see pictures of what we talk about. Well, most of what we talk about on that website as well. Yeah. I'll so definitely. I'm looking at native grasses now. Cool. Uh, this is uh, beet grass, prairie drop seed, big blue stem, bottle brush grass, Canada wild rye, river oats, switchgrass. Now, I personally don't plant grasses because I have a lot of weed grass in our yard, mm -hmm. and I don't want to mix weed grass with cultivated grass. Correct. Yeah. It would be very difficult to weed out. It would. Yeah. So that's why I don't have. Even though I really like native grasses, I'm not going to have them in this yard because of the fact that I don't want to weed out good grass from bad grass. It would just be too mm -hmm. confusing. These are the Astra family native alternatives would be Sapeliums, the cup plant, the compass plant, the rising weed. Can't say enough about these plants. They're good for birds, good for butterflies, good for mm -hmm. bees. They get really big, though, and they can live a long time. Compass plant can live over 100 years on the prairie, and so can cup plants. So they're really long-lived perennials. Um, yeah, this book just goes on and on. It talks about primroses and... Hartley four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Definitely check this book out. I will post the link to the Amazon link for this book as yep. well as probably one that you can get at um, Barnes and Nobles. I'll see if I can get the link for that one too. <laughs> and uh, eventually post it in the group page that I will work on this weekend. Um, so uh, the link to the group page will hopefully be posted in the description below. Um, so once we get that description on there, uh, this will probably be post, we're doing this Saturday. So right now it's Saturday, the day before Easter, and this will probably be posted by Wednesday, um, after Easter. So, awesome. so happy everything Easter, should, yeah, happy Easter, everybody. So, yeah. Um, so for those of you who are hearing this, uh, it will be after Easter. So hopefully you all had a wonderful Easter and had a great holiday uh then um and uh yeah so uh i was going to talk about um some interesting stuff too there's um been talks about um uh the 
Uh, well, so let me just first start out here. We have a conservatory at the Como Park. Como Park Zoo and Conservatory. Yeah. So this conservatory is it's basically it's it's free to go to, but they accept donations, and um, it's a really beautiful conservatory. Um, uh, by Como Zoo. It's by Como Zoo. Um, you can get in there. You can see both the zoo and the conservatory. Uh, really nice. The uh, unfortunate thing about the conservatory as of now, you only can go one way. So when you go in there, you go through it. You can't turn around, come back. It's a one-way path. Once you're out, you're out. Uh, and the other unfortunate thing is you want to go to the zoo first. Because once you go through the conservatory, you're out of the uh, out of the zoo slash conservatory area. And that's basically, they, they always tell you to go see it at the end of your trip. So uh, that's another unfortunate thing, but it is a very beautiful the 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 scenery, the smells, the orchids, the, everything just the, the, comes the, alive. It, you literally feel the nature uh, when you're in there. You feel like a part of it, and it's just so so um, uh, amazing. And um, so what I'm trying to say is, um, if you have a local conservatory in your area, wherever you are. Please check it out. Um, there's the DC Conservatory, the Botanical Garden. Um, I've been there too. Marvelous Botanical Garden. Um, check that out too. But at wherever you are, I'm pretty sure there's a local conservatory within your state or country. If you're listening to this abroad, um, there are conservatories out there that preserve wildlife for much of the future generations because there's also endangered wildlife that um, we are trying to preserve. So you'll see stuff that are probably not common anymore because of the fact they are dying out. So please support your local conservatories. Donate when you can. Um, definitely go and see them. Uh, it's just, an, uh, it's wonderful. honestly, it's a wonderful. It's blissful. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, you'll have a great time getting to experience nature and being one with nature. So I highly recommend it. So I do too. I love the Como Conservatory. Yeah. The Como Conservatory is awesome. It is. So um, that's one. And then the second thing is um, I want to state that uh, for the record, we are two autistic individuals who are doing this to get the word out on about nature yeah. and and the the awesomeness that it is. So we do this podcast for you guys to talk about what you can experience in nature abroad from Mm -hmm. like what we talked about, the, the, the carp and all that stuff in Asia to wild and freaky creatures and stuff. We talk about this to kind of get you enticed in it and you involved in what really nature is and all about. So we want to continue this. We will, we do have, a Patreon page, I think, coming up. So if you want to contribute to the Patreon, that will help us with probably getting um, like uh, 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 what's a apparel, apparel. So we'll have like shirts, keychains, uh, water bottles eventually in the near future. If you want to support us, um, each each tier you'll get a certain amount of. Of credits, and um, you can get um, some gifts for uh, donating to our cause. Um, so uh, that Patreon page will hopefully be up by summer. So I'd say probably June it should be up and running, and we'll have the the uh, link uh, to a cafe press 
um, through uh, Patreon where you can order uh, apparel and stuff like bibs for your babies, water bottles for your babies, um, cell phone cases probably even. So yeah, look it up. Uh, we will eventually have our Nature Weird logo out and about and uh, you can uh, ex kind of share the word and the love of our podcast uh, in the near yeah. future. So definitely. So that's the stuff I need to talk about. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, not particularly. All right. Well, we're going to probably be hitting the, about the 22-minute mark since we had a three-minute mark prior. Um, but uh, everybody, please uh, share this with all your friends. Mm -hmm. uh, subscribe to this channel. We'll try to do it every month, a, a, a podcast that we can do. Hopefully, maybe in the near future, we'll do it a little more regularly or hopefully not less regularly. But um, yeah. yeah, we're going to try to get this up and running and doing this around mid-month, every month, get this knocked out so we can bring you this podcast and uh, stuff to enjoy. Um, we'll also, on that Facebook page, um, we could post little weekly um, things about nature and news in there as well. So if you check out our the Facebook page, that will be up and running here, hopefully here soon by Wednesday when the podcast is up. The link will be in the description below uh, for the podcast and the Patreon page, hopefully here in the new, near future. I'll have one up there as well. So yeah. look out for those. Um, and if you want to just buy stuff directly from our Cafe Press page, you can do it that way too. But we won't probably get funded for that. So if you want to go through the Patreon You'll also get exclusive material and all that other stuff. And, um, yeah, so definitely check it out. So, well, anything else to say, Alex? No, just have a great summer and spring, and I will try to come up with more things to talk about, more definitely. books to talk about. I'll talk about the Midwestern native trees and shrubs on our next episode. Definitely. Trees and shrubs for all those tree huggers. Yeah. For all those tree huggers, look yeah. look for that. All right. Signing out. It is Jungle Jung and Roaring Rorty for your nature weird. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.